Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. How are you? Great. How are you? Oh, God. That is so not Great to strong it is a it is great is a strong word. It's big. Actually, or is it the opposite? Is it so general that it just means alive? Well, That's you kind know, of how I meant it. Like I said great, but like gr- not really great. You know, I think that it it's changing its meaning because my little Maymay, um every time I ask her almost anything at any time about how she's feeling, about you know, how's your belly doing? Or how are you feeling today? Or did you have a good time at, or, or, you know, what did you think about school today? Or anything. She always says, great. Yeah, great. see, I don't think And then I'm actually- always like, what does that mean? <laughs> does she mean she like, like, I can't tell. I think she's using it sort of like, I think she's using it as in like, yeah. yeah I think it just means fine. okay. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't think it means huh. great. Anyway, that's how I meant it is okay. I well, didn't really. Well, there you great. have it. Um, so. I think more of this is going to be coming because our president likes to use very um, flashy superlatives and lots of. You know what? Can you believe that I am considering considering stopping using so many exclamation points because of him? Well, that I mean That's gives him a lot big. of credit for something which I don't approve of. But well, it's just like. But all I'm saying is like, do not use an exclamation point because. That is not okay. <laughs> well, I for some I just reason, think I'm that like, for dude. somebody who's always doing like terrific, great, fantastic, superior, terrific, great, 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 terrific, great, superior, fantastic. Like it's always terrific or the best. And it starts to mean like right now if Donald Trump tells you it's the best, what he really means is it exists. Or because it has I, my name on it, it's the right. best. Not yeah. it's been proven to be the best or other people say it's the best. Right. Which means nothing. It makes the word mean nothing. And so it's kind of like great. So I just think that's going to be, yeah, fantastic. It's going to start meaning nothing too. Yeah. So anyway, it sounds. So less <laughs> exclamation points. Less exclamation points, and so that's what your response is to how you're feeling. It's funny because the first card on our show notes in Trello says we should talk about Podfusion. Would anyone like to guess how many exclamation points are behind it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God! (laughs) She wrote Podfusion four exclamation points. And then when we have the news, it's three exclamation points. (laughs) Tooltips has three exclamation points. Patreon has four exclamation points. Like she Uh, is really enthusiastic about what we're talking about. Fabulous. Uh, Yes, I am. That is me. That is me. Um, So you're saying now you're just going to be like pop fusion with one. No, you know what? I think that I'm just going to continue. You know what? Now that I I think about it, I will have to use multiple exclamation points more than just one because one now seems like that's not even a thing. How will I know you're excited? I know. (laughs) Maybe I should just have that as part of who I am, like that noise. Yeah. Every time I yeah. just come in, that should be my no my my noise, my text message <laughs> sound to you. <laughs> you know, when you sneeze, that's the noise that should happen. <laughs> that's how excited Elsie is all the time when she goes, Hachu Tada <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> all your bodily oh functions should be e- enthusiastic noises. <laughs> Exclamation points. Oh, yes. That's funny. Oh, so, yes, yeah, so Podfusion, dude, we are go- going to Podfusion. Like, when this comes out... Uh, no, we're running The it. family... No, no, because this is going to come out on February 20th, which is Monday. We and 
going to Podfest. We are running Podfusion. Yeah, we are running. This will. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, we are going to. Like, we are going to is what I said. We are going to Podfusion, as in, like, we're preparing because it's Monday. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. Please continue. continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we are a day before the fam takes a trek. So if you guys are still on the fence, because why would you want to be on the fence? You should just make a choice and come, especially because you get to hang out with us and it's going to be so exciting. And it looks like it's going to be stellar weather. Um, come over 80s to, the whole time. I know. And air conditioning inside, so you don't have to be hot. But if you do want to experience a little bit of vitamin D on your skin, you totally can. And uh, so Both just come and giving see. out sunscreen at the door. Oh, my God. So please come. Gpodcast.com slash podfusion. You guys, you guys. And podfest. Yeah. And come see us. Yes. So that's my yes, last pitch. Come to Next week, um, we, you won't be hearing us uh, talk about podfusion because we're going to no. have a special episode we because be we're going to be busy. We will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we will give you a, a heads up in a couple of weeks. So give you a recap of the scoop of what went down and all yeah. of that fun stuff. So. We're really excited. Flights to Orlando are not expensive. The hotel has an excellent rate if you can still get in. Um, and it's definitely worth the time. I know people always save all their money for podcast movement. And that's a good show too. Yes. Um, this one is a little more intimate and therefore it feels a little more um, – Family oriented, let's say, a little less intimidating. So, if you want to sort of dip your toe in before podcast movement, this is a good way to go. If you're not doing anything this coming weekend, just hop on a plane. It's not going to kill you. It'll be really fun. Yes, it will be very fun. All right. Thank you, Dracula. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Dracula. But you have some feedback that you have not told me about. What is up? Yes. That? So this morning, so I guess because of um, some of the recent publicity we've had, we have more listeners from um, my personal life than I knew about. Oh, really? And yes. And one of my friends from college sent me a text this morning and with just this note. The guy who whispers through his podcast gives me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, no. (laughs) Not intimate, not sexy, just sort of (laughs) creepy. And I was like, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. But it was feedback, and I thought, is that a bad thing to share? No. I thought it was an interesting perspective. Well, that's another perspective. I think all of us have, you know, we've all gotten those sorts of feedback for ourselves. Um, well, here's the thing. Point. I don't yes. – the reason why I thought it was interesting is bec- – I mean like I could see where she's coming with that. However, if someone is close enough to you to whisper, you've already given them permission to be in your personal space. That's why I never thought it would be creepy. Like I see mm. where she would say that. But in the natural world, if someone's whispering to you, you must trust them on some level. Otherwise, right. you would have elbowed them in the face a while back. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. That's okay. I'm not offended. See? Oh, John. See, I I didn't find that creepy. It wasn't creepy. Honestly, I just thought someone in your house was taking a nap. Oh, when I started. No, that wasn't. Well, yeah, when you started. But when I started John doing it, too. It makes me just think someone's napping. Something. Yeah, because whenever somebody speaks like that, you're right. Whenever somebody because I I got on and I was I was in the middle of my I I was in the middle of my brain. My brain was being used. Therefore, I guess the sound of my voice needs to be quieter. <laughs> I don't know I why. So. You know, you know, the other thing about whispering, you guys can do this experiment at home if you'd like. Call someone on the phone and when they say hello, say, hi, it's me. And then watch if they don't whisper too. I know they, they will. Every, Every time. single now time. Now why? Yes. So then if, so this is my fun trick is I'll oh. go, hey, it's Jess. And they'll go, hey, what's up? And I'll go. <laughs> Why are you whispering? <laughs> and they go, because you're whispering. I know oh why God. I'm whispering. But why are you whispering? Anyway, it's a fun joke to play. Yeah, Just, you know, joke. if you're bored and and a nerd like me. Okay. So we had that Moving little bit. Right and so if anybody has any other feedback, we're welcome, dude. We are welcome to listen to you guys and stuff. So send it along. We are welcome to, to listen to you guys. Feedback. <laughs> 
I'm saying things really weird. You're Feedback also welcome to send things to oh, us. Oh, sending things to us would be meant. great too. <clears throat> yes, that would that is correct. Feedback at shepodcast.com. That said, I mean, this is, I, I, I don't have this in the show notes, but I am currently doing my very first audio book and I'm very excited to do that. And I'm doing it Yay. for my sister-in-law. It's a really great book. You know, it's, it's kind of fun. It's a fiction. It's a fiction piece. And so I sit down, you know, and I start to like read the stuff and I found myself because I re-listen to a lot of things and I do my own editing too. I just do double takes if I don't really like something. And I have noticed that consistently what Randy has often told me, which I, I, I haven't denied, but I haven't believed at the same time where he says, that's not <laughs> what you just said. And I was like, no, I did say that. I totally said what I just said. And he said, no, 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 you said this. And I'm like, no, I said this. So now I have proof. Oh, God, now you have proof. Yes. So now even though I am saying, okay, even though I'm reading words that are written in front of me, there have been times when I have said a completely different word that was not in front of me. That I and then I, that I said in a way that I didn't stumble on the word. It's not like I caught myself saying the wrong word. It's I said it as if it was the word. So then I'm like, what was I thinking? So I now have to go back and uh, remove those words and Can you give me an example. The proper word. Uh, oh gosh, I wish that I had. All I know is, let me see if I can find. Let's. I'm. I'm just going to read this thing here. It's just really just how I. I start the Rock and Lips and podcast. So it's something like you know. It would say like the original sentence. It's uh, would say like its sole purpose is to introduce these awesome podcasts to the world. And I would say something like its magic purpose is to introduce these awesome pa- podcasts to the world. And I would just say like a, another word. And I'm like, you meant the first word, but I meant this first word. Yes. So I'm reading, but out of my mouth comes a totally different word (laughs) that is not there. (laughs) And then you argue that it happened. No. And then I argue, well, because Randy's the one that's listening to When it happens in conversation. Yes, exactly. Where it happens in conversation in my brain, I don't know what happens. There's got to be some like loop thing where I'm thinking it is the you know what i mean my brain is Were saying you thinking it was magical i don't know all i'm saying i just read you I that know, it's piece just an that example you, I know. that's just an example i don't know so i don't know if it's sort of like what you know i don't i i honestly have no idea where because i sat there and i'm like how did i even say that word like wh- that's not what i thought Mm. So that's anyway. so interesting. Yeah, you know, that's funny because that story I told earlier about how um, my husband was like, you went downstairs and didn't get me a mug when he forgot that he didn't ask me to get him one. Right. Um, when I said, why are you accusing me of something that you didn't ask me to do? And he said, well, that's not what I meant. And I was like, but that's what came out of your mouth, though. Mm. And it, it is. He has the same thing where, like, the things that come out of his mouth are not the things that he means. It's like, are you asking me a question or are you accusing me of something? I'm asking you a question. Why is there no question mark? Why does it sound like a statement of why, mm. why I'm crappy instead of a will you please do something? Because that's and I can't tell if it's like, I know this is totally different. I didn't mean for it to be. I think he has the same problem where in his head he's thinking, I wonder if she'll go do this. And then he says, you never went and did this. Hmm. But what he's but it's really a question. But it doesn't right. sound like a question. I know what you're saying is different, though. You're saying no. you're you are looking at the word episode and saying like and saying like post. Yeah. Some, yeah. Something came out of my mouth that didn't. Yeah. It was just irrelevant. Yeah. Are they relevant usually or no? Uh, well, this, I don't know because I've never heard myself say that because in my brain, I am quite clear, you see. So what I have been thinking is that there's, um, and, and he has told, and again, you know, he has told me, me this before and I, I don't, I kind of dismiss it because I think I'm doing it right. Like, I'm thinking it right. <laughs> I did not say that. And then what I keep, um, what I. Probably I'm, you just think he's criticizing you. 
Yes, to some yeah. to some extent. But see, you know what it is? It's that I think that, and he has also brought the, told me this. You make a, like there's a he goes there's a whole conversation that you've been having in your own head, and you only give me one sentence of that conversation. So I make assumptions <laughs> around like I will have a whole like I will work things out in my head. Like okay, sh- let's say this trip to um. You know, to uh, what do you call it? To Pod Fusion, to Florida, to Orlando, where we start. Like, I have made this. I'm like, okay, we're going to leave on this time. And I think that this is the time we're going to go. And okay, it would be great if I arrived at this time because that's the time that will be work for us and blah, blah, blah. So I make all this stuff. And then when I tell him that, he missed my whole, he missed the whole how I came to those, to that Mm -hmm. conclusion. And so he's missing vital information. Like he wants to know when do you 100% have to be there? Like, like have to, and what time is variable time where it would be optimal for you to get there? You know what I mean? He doesn't understand the difference because I don't give him that information. I just say like, I need to be there at noon. And he's like, and to, to him, it's like, Ooh, you are going to like, in his mind, it is at noon, she needs to start to work. Period. Yeah, that's not what you're saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. Exactly. So I had to clarify a lot of different things. So he does, you know, and so anyway, but I don't know if that's like that. I wonder if a lot of people do that, especially when they're together a long time. Like, I think we have conversations in our head with the other person, mostly because we already know what they're going to say. And like a dinner is a, I mean, you and Randy don't have the dinner conversation, but like dinner is a perfect example where I'll go up and I'll be like, I thought we were having Mexican and you're, and he'll be like, well, where did we come up with that? And I'm like, well, in my head, he already rejected Italian because he had that for lunch. And then, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. I already right. had this conversation with him. He just wasn't there for it. I know what he had for breakfast. I know what he had for lunch. I know what he's, is, you know, not feeling well. So we can't, whatever. So I'll go Chinese, right? We're having soup. <laughs> you know oh i didn't know we talked about that okay See? um the other thing i wanted to ask you is when you're having thoughts <laughs> you like the way this has started already i know when you're having that yes go go <laughs> when you're having just general thoughts about stuff for example the trip to orlando let's yes. talk about packing for a second okay in your head do you hear words or do you see pictures? So oh, like when I'm packing, okay. for example, uh-huh. in my head, I'm in my closet and I'm visibly, I'm visualizing, sifting through. I know what's in my closet and I could pack in my head five times because I know what's there. Okay. I can see the outfits. I can envision pulling the outfits out seeing how they'll fit trying to remember if they fit like seeing if they go together like are you in your head doing that or are you thinking like blue pants with red shirt red pants with blue shirt i wonder if i have pajamas well uh, yeah there's two answers to that number one for me i visualize so if i have like so pictures uh, yeah i'll visualize the entirety the entire outfit Mm -hmm. including makeup and different hairstyles. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what would be? And so this is all pictures in my head. But right. like when I was thinking about when you were talking about when you first asked me that question, I immediately thought w- words because what I was thinking more of But you don't was, see the words, right? You hear them. I hear the words. Yeah. Because I was yeah. thinking words um, for the family. So if it's for me, I, well, I get different. more kinesthetic about the way that I pack with my clothes and I totally know where everything is visually in my head and I see it. But if it's so for- like the yeah. traveling part, though, you heard words. Yeah. All this but- part you said about what time and stuff. That's all words. That's all words. And then also, you know, because I was thinking like, oh, I got to start writing down like the things the girls need. Like I was like, what are the what are the things they need? Like they'll probably need bathing suits and shorts and like I wasn't looking I wasn't seeing their bathing suits and yeah, their see, shorts I, and their even outfits. when you just said that I saw it and it, they're not even my kids oh. <laughs> and see, I immediately you said what do the kids need bathing suits and in my head I saw Isaac Stresser and me opening a drawer oh to my find gosh, his yeah, bathing no, suits no to me it's like all list for their stuff it's all list for my stuff it's all like stuff I 
like especially when it's outfits. But when it comes to like the kit, the, not the kitchen stuff, the bathroom stuff, then I I do I have to make again words. It's like toothpaste and you know makeup and uh, I don't know whatever else we need to have tooth you know uh, toothbrushes and so I see I have to like write those down so I can go find those things for everybody. This is why you're having problems. Why is this? Because you hear the words and they're not coinciding with the ones you're reading. Probably. And I'm not sure and I if say you that need all- to get into like a transcendental meditative <laughs> state in order to do your audiobook, but somehow you're going to have to turn your head off yeah. so that you can only read what's in front of you and stop thinking thoughts. Almost as if your own thoughts are an interruption or a distraction. Somehow of the words, head, yeah, to some to- to- you're right, because I think it does happen. I think that there's a little blip there. And you know, what's mm-hmm. also really interesting is that. I have to sit, you know, when I teach, sometimes when I, when I, especially when I'm doing, when I'm doing yoga stuff, there are times when I'm so, I don't even know, in the zone, I guess, because I get really focused on a theme whenever I teach yoga. I I very much teach based on themes and the idea and how to make that happen. And there's times that crap comes out of my mouth where I'm like, oh my God, I am brilliant. And I... If somebody asked me right then, could you say that again? I would have been like, I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how to do it again. <laughs> and then, and so it was, <laughs> it's really, it's not like it's part of, it's in a different part of my brain. I don't know what that is. Like it just comes, it's sort of, it's the thing where like, it just comes through you, you know, where it's just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you're not consciously it's, doing it. No, but I'm that's not why consciously I doing asked it. you those because I, it doesn't always occur to us that other people think in a different way. So that's why when you said that, like a word is happening that's not in my head. And I was like, why are we my first thought is why are there any words in your head? Because mm. to me, if I was seeing a word, I would say that word because I'm so visual. Right. I think in pictures. So when I see the book, I just read the book. I very rarely have that happen. But then also, um, it's probably why I speak differently than you. Like I stutter more. I, I stop for a second and have to think about what I'm saying. When you do the opposite, like your words come out and then you fix them. Yeah, that's right. The words do come out. And then I say, no, not that. Like when I just said kitchen instead of bathroom, like I was thinking yeah. bathroom, but kitchen came out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. So, you uh, know, I fix it first. That's so yeah, weird. it's interesting. This is fascinating. I wonder how this affects us as podcasters, like especially with show notes and stuff like this may be why you like to have. I mean, I we bullet point for the most part, but I've always yeah. just done bullets because if I have a script, it interferes with what I'm thinking I want to say in my head. Like I'm seeing one thing in my head. I don't want a script because it distracts me, huh. even as a speaker, too. Like when we do our slides for PodFusion, like I don't I can't have too much on the slide. You like to have everything on the slides when we do slides together, especially for our well, courses. I'm di- like, that's a lot of shit on a slide. I think that but, when um, what I do with my slide, when I did my own, um, my course, you know, the other, the voice course that I have, that voice course has very minimal slides. I mean, not minimal slides. I actually have a lot of slides, but the slides are very minimal. Sometimes they only have like one word on them or three words on them and they're arranged in a specific way. But the show, um, the author, what do you call the author notes? What do you call the presenter notes? Are mm-hmm. jam-packed. Because there are very specific things that I need to say that are relevant to those three key words. Yeah, see, I can see it in my head. I don't need to write all that out. No, I need to write it all down. Because what happens is then I will... So interesting. Because what what ends up happening, and and, and I can't stand it, is when I say things that are still informative, you know, and, and they are helpful and they are, you know, they're educate, educational, but that's not the, but they're not, that's not the point. So what happens is the point I you're trying to make. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I have to really go like, I need, this is the point. This is, if I were to say you came to my class and you left and you got these three things or you had the one lesson, I need to make sure that is super, super clear. And if I don't have that in front of me, I will go off on some random tangent and then I'll come back and I will listen to myself and go like, that was really cool, but I didn't drive the point home. Mm-hmm. And that's when I get all nutty. So anyway, shall we shall we move on from this into some uh, news? You think? Let's do it. The news you can use. 
for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. I wonder if that jingle is keeping other people from taking me seriously in other aspects of my life. I don't think so, dude. How about well, my jingle? I mean, my jingle's Your pretty. Jingle's hilarious. Your jingle is hilarious too. It just makes us right. seem hilarious. We're just well-rounded <laughs> individuals. All right. Um. All right. So it seems now, Jess, that Gimlet. Do you guys know Gimlet Media people? Um, Gimlet is now has a bona fide revenue stream that is very unique, mm-hmm. and they've done it now three different times. They are basically three. creating pumpkin. Uh, pumpkins. Did you hear that? They're creating, They're creating pumpkins, pumpkins <laughs> and carving them up and then waiting for Halloween. Do you know what a pumpkin looks like if you wait too long? I don't even. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, but yeah, so they're basically creating podcasts, content, and then pitching them to Hollywood and having Hollywood buy them. So this do is the, uh, what? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. No, this is the first time. This is this is from Variety. I'll uh, share this here. This is the first time that I believe this has happened, that a podcast episode has been made or is going to be made into a movie. Is that not insane? One episode. One episode. Now, the podcast... Is called um, Reply All. Reply All. Yes. Every episode's a different, different story, right? It's a different story. They go... They, yeah, they um, dive into uh, culture tech and all kinds of stuff. So they basically do a lot of research around a story that's interesting to culture, yeah. society, um, technology, and yeah. stuff like that. Because it so. would be weird if someone made a movie out of one episode of our show. That would be bizarre. Well, but this show, it makes sense because yeah. each show is different. Um, and yes. Robert Downey Jr., who's my favorite juvenile delinquent, <laughs> he is now – well, you know why? Because he's such Oh, my God. I had underdog. a dream about him last night. Oh, my God. How could you not? He's so fun <laughs> and cute. He's the I best. cannot even believe that. I just love Robert Downey Jr. <gasps> because he went from a drug addict waking up in his neighbor's house, yes, not knowing did. how he got there, to the highest paying actor, the highest paid actor in show business. And he's freaking Iron Man. You can't beat that. No. Trip Nobody was more down now than that dude. He was uninsurable. And now he's totally on top. I love he's it. totally awesome. It's everything you wish for every drug addict out there, you know? Exactly. That they would be Iron Man... <laughs> Iron Man and Iron like Man you know later. you know he's straight up like he's you know he's got a nice home life and yes beautiful children and... they're young yep all right anyway, anyway you need... yes. okay you wait what was your dream I can't... well don't ask me right now because I can't remember now but I just I just had... you know how you had that feeling where you're like oh my god and so yeah I had a dream with Robert yeah he, he was he was in my dream that's fantastic. that's fantastic okay so I think that's okay. really cool why would you say that this was why do you say that this is now their whole new no, I didn't say that. revenue not, stream no. is to... That's not what I said. I said wait, now they, wait, this is a bona fide revenue stream for Gimlet. They are oh, diversifying... Oh, consistently. No, no, no. They are diversifying the, the revenue screen, screen, uh, uh, you know, stream in all kinds of different ways. They are selling their creative to people so that they're basically sending their peeps to create podcasts for other people. There's that side. There is their sponsorship side of things where they are, you know, doing their shows, selling ads mm-hmm. on their podcasts. That's another way that they're making money. And this way of making money is I think at this point because it's deliberate, it's not like a fluke. Um they are making money by selling their their stuff to Hollywood. So they've, you know, they've sold two um Two, I, I think the first ones were TV shows. The first two ones were for TV, for production of TV. And this is the first one that's an actual film. That's, there's a film attached to this whole thing, which is kind of nuts. I think it's pretty fun, yeah. Yeah, cool. and I think that this, if I were to have a revenue scream, stream around this, I think this is the funnest one. And it's actually the one that will probably make you more money than anything else. I would if think. If you can pull it off over If you can over. pull it off. Once you sell it. You know, I mean, once you do sell the idea, I mean, there's so much around it that you can uh, make money afterwards with. Um, right. But, uh, 
Yeah. So uh, should we read about, let me see. So I'll let you guys, I'll read a little bit of the Variety article so that you know what we're talking about. So Robert Downey Jr. will star in a movie directed by Richard Linklater based on the recent Man of the People episode from the Reply All podcast from Gimlet Media. Annapurna Pictures will partner with Susan and Robert Downey Jr.'s team, Downey Production Company, for the as-yet-untitled film based on the true story of Dr. John Brinkley, our charlatan who scams his way to fame using fake medicine, populism, and radio. Dr. Morris... Charlatan. 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 I like yours better. better. Charlatan. Charlatan. (laughs) Charlatan. (laughs) Estupido. Dr. Morris Fishbein or Bine Fishbein? Dr. Morris Fishbein, editor of the um, journal. Fishbein, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fishbein. Editor of the journal of the AMA begins a quest to take him down as Brinkley becomes more famous mainly for transplanting goat testicles into humans. What? Yeah. So anyway, the episode aired on January 19th. Now, how did that happen? What do you mean? How did it aired on the 19th? That's what I'm saying. The episode aired on well, January 19th. Now it's a month later. Exactly. They liked it. They signed it. They got it done, I they guess. Must have, no, there's no way they could have done it that fast. I think that they probably pitched this early on, which makes me think these oh, Gimlet people maybe. are totally on it. They're like, what can we pitch? What's a great story? Who's You know what I mean? They're sitting there being mm. all Hollywoody now. Well, and yes, and proactive. Yeah, because I don't think that you can get an episode out on January 19th and go like, let's reach out to, to the team. How can we get a movie Let's, released by August? Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. And have well, Robert Downey also, and Richard Linklater how, attached? Uh, yeah. It's not like how we do a show on Wednesday and it goes up Monday. Like their shows probably are done months ago. Yeah. And the, yeah. And they've, they've got stuff like, you know, they're probably working on two or three different shows at a time, like gathering bits and pieces and putting them together and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's no way. They, I don't think so. There's no way they could have done that and then gotten those people. And anyway, so there's that. Yeah, you're probably right. <clears throat> um, That's pretty cool. Good for them. Good for them. A little bit more news. Uh, this one's uh, about Eddie Q and Apple, guys. So uh, basically, in Recode, um, what uh, Recode is like a, uh, I would say it's a website which with with very talented journalists that are covering. Uh, primarily tech um, mm-hmm. in there. And they had an interview with Eddie Q. And I like the way that I just mm-hmm. missed this up. So well, this is what's the relevant part. So Lauren Good asked basically Eddie Q what's up with podcasting. <laughs> and then she said, ooh, podcast. Now we're talking about podcasts. By the way, we have a bunch. And then she gave the link, recode.net slash podcast, shameless plug. Um, and she says, huge resurgence in podcasting. And Q says... Quote, podcasts equal on demand when you want. Can we do more? Will we do more? Absolutely, Q says. We're working on new features for podcasts. Q promises. And then um, that is it. That's all he said. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing it to all of our attention. <laughs> but thank I- you, Elsie, for that riveting bit of news. I know my life has changed for the better. Well, I had to report on that because this is like because? the because this is the first time Eddie Q from Apple is mentioning podcasts and acknowledging podcasts and uh, you know uh that you know people have been having have been asking Apple to do more for podcasters and podcasting stuff is coming. <laughs> News at 11. <laughs> But I just thought we should... Breaking news! <laughs> Apple is working on some new stuff. <laughs> For podcasts. <laughs> For podcasts. Oh, my God. All right. So, link will be in the show notes so that you guys can, can make sure that I didn't mess that up in some way. Because the link will basically give you a play-by-play. It's a live blog. Yeah. Of what went down. Later, we'll keep you on the edge of your seat as we tell you that Facebook is once again going to change their algorithm. Are you shocked? I hope not. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, 
And then, you know, coming back to our, uh, this is a random bit of news, but, you know, we were talking about Sleep With Me and Sleep Whispers earlier in the show. We talked about him a lot. I just listened to him last night. All right. So Sleep With Me, dude, he was covered on the Washington Post. I know. I'm so excited How cool is that? So basically the title for the Washington Post is, this podcast is so boring, it puts people to sleep. And that's why insomniacs love it. That's the title. I think we're going to meet him in Florida. I'm sure we will. We talk about I him so, so much. He needs to, like, you know, give us our money. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just so, kidding. So I think it's cool they covered it. it. The problem with a good podcast is that it's interesting, unless you're an insomniac. This guy is intentionally as boring as possible. This is what he did last night. It was the best episode I've ever listened to. He read The Fearless Friar from Trader Joe's. What is that? I don't even know. I guess I don't go to Trader Joe's enough to know what that is. Okay. So Trader Joe's, they're only marketing. You know how like you in the in the mail you'll get grocery store like what's on sale and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is basically that. Oh my god! <laughs> only, only Trader Joe's does like some description. So hold on, let me see if I can find this most recent one. Speaking of um, though, now I think how brilliant this is. You do you understand that he basically it, the world is his content. Like he doesn't even have to be focused yes. about it. It's basically oh, I'll just read. What he did this last episode. Oh, I'll, oh, I got this in the mail. Oh, this is interesting. So it's like three paragraphs about each topic. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Like each product gets its own like incubation story, basically. As in like where it came um, from and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like where, yeah. So I'm looking for like a really funny and good example. Okay. Here we go. This is the fearless flyer for their honey walnut show. So first he explains what Trader Joe's is for those people who don't know it. Then he explains why he shops there over other grocery stores. And already I'm just like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then and I'm just going to read this as fast as possible, even though I'm telling you no grocery store could go through this much trouble except Trader Joe's. Okay. Inspired by numerous restaurant versions of this dish, we set out to create an easy-to-make iteration of honey walnut shrimp you could have on the table in less time than it would take to have it delivered. That's one line. Now then, this and then the podcast host, I forget his name. I want to say Sean, but that couldn't be right. Then he also will interject his own opinions, which makes it, you just can't even follow it. It's so brilliant. <laughs> but let me just finish. That's the first sentence. Okay. What we found with some of the restaurant versions was an abundance of batter and pretty small shrimp. We're using large shrimp and a batter that lightly coats the shrimp, yet manages to retain its crunch even after it's been combined with the sauce. Speaking of the sauce, it's a sweet, creamy concoction that's finished with a hint of pineapple to give the flavor a bright boost. And we couldn't have honey walnut shrimp without walnuts, right? Every package contains candied walnuts you toss with the shrimp and sauce before serving. All of the components are packaged separately, and the bag has detailed instructions that will yield delicious results. It's not at all – I'm not even done. It's not at all complicated, really. Saute or bake the shrimp. Toss with sauce, top with walnuts. You can serve with rice and noodles or oodles of veggies. It's an easy dish you can put together in a snap. Leaving you with more energy to deal with life's complications outside the kitchen. We're selling each twelve seventy five ounce bag of Trader Joe's honey walnut shrimp, containing about eight to twenty shrimp, for six ninety nine every day. You'll find it in our freezers. Now I'm done. Wow. So a whole hour of that. Wow. But then in the middle he'll sweet. go in the middle he'll go. Well, first of all, it's the way he talks, and then he'll go, uh, we couldn't have it without the walnuts. He goes, well, except for people who, you know, might be allergic to, to walnuts or really any kind of nut. I know a guy who has a walnut allergy, and, um, like, he'll just go off on a tangent in the middle of the, you can't follow it. But that's his skill. That's his brilliance. Anyway, so I was, that was la- me last night listening to him read me the flyer. Well, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I've never needed him more than after Emily passed because my head just doesn't stop. Yeah. And that's like, it's such a great way to do it. I love it. Yep. It is. And it actually, why it works, I could just sell him all day, I swear. Why it works so well for me, it didn't always before, but I have meditations that help me breathe deep in and out. But I find that this works because. I feel like he's having a conversation with me about nonsense and I don't have to focus on anything, not breathing, not relax. Like the meditations, I think, force you into this relaxed state like, okay, I have to be relaxed. Okay. Okay. Relax my feet. Okay. 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 I have to relax my, you know, whereas he, there's no pressure. 
I'm going to read you the flyer and, you know, you can either – it just naturally lulls you out rather than have you like if you're hyped up, force, you know, panic because it's not working. That happens to me with meditation apps sometimes is I'll start panicking because it's not helping. You know – That never um, happens with him. You I know totally – I, mean? I kind of got a little bit panicked last night, you know, in the middle of the night because that's when it happens. If you just like wake up a little bit and then your brain happens to go to a place of like, oh my god, there's so many things I still have to do. Then it you oh, fl- God you help you you know it's like you're done. So I do I don't use him specifically, but that's one of the um one of the re- there's a couple of podcasts that I use for that, and it's not it's yeah. and these are not to say that they are boring. It's actually simply because it is conversation that is interesting enough, but it's not something that's going to take me to a place of any kind of um emotion like I, there's no way i could i could listen to a political podcast while i'm no way you know, there's it's no way i could upsetting. do that so i love to listen to podcasts that discuss um movies i mean movies and tv like particularly tv shows because they're great because it's back and forth banter and it's just stuff that, that isn't gonna make or break the world right and also certain books that i listen to like i'm actually just re- rereading all the harry potter series and mm-hmm. the first part of harry potter books are always sort of like very, more lighthearted and more fun and really neat things happen towards the end though i can't because at the end it gets kind of like they're always like something crazy is going on at the end of every one of those books so usually whenever i'm getting to the end of a book i can no longer use it to fall asleep because that's when they get interesting (laughs) right then you're up all night yeah i'm like oh my god i have to i god forbid you finish it then you're like damn it i know then it's done Uh, again exactly so but yeah that's why good job good so anyway that's that um yay for you yay for you podcast and I just, they hit. They, I just read they hit um, two million downloads. Good for him. I mean, I'm. I'm you can reuse, and that's the thing. It's like his podcast. You could re. Like basically, you don't need a new one. You could just put the same one you already heard because you fell asleep in the middle of it. So you could just re re listen. I could listen to the the um, fearless flyer every night. I don't know what he said after about five minutes. Yeah. It's I really great. don't. I don't know what products. I mean, I've read the flyer myself. Right. So I know what's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, good for him. And now um, I want to give a shout out to John, our audio editor here, because I know, John, I know what you're thinking about Jess and her movement with the microphone there. Um, back and forth. Back and forth. I don't know what you're saying. This? Yes. Yeah. Th- I, it's, no one's going <laughs> to hear this. because I'm, I'm going to take that all out in post. Okay. You know, I just. That's my feet. <laughs> That's your feet. That my mic. This You're... is my mic. This is my feet. Oh, look at that, John. You have a new thing. So anyway, you guys, John is amazing. AudioEditingSolutions.com. He helps us with all that stuff. <laughs> with the feet. And Let the him of things. help you. <laughs> That's right. Let him help you. Because there's a lot of sniffling and coughing in this episode because Jess is sick. I'm not saying anything, but you won't hear that. No, you won't. Listen, It'll be 50 away. before it stops. So just get used to it. All right. So if you ever need anybody to take out your snifflings and things, John is your man. AudioEditingSolutions.com. I live to serve John. my divas. Yay. He's your man. If you can't do it, no, no one can. That's right. That's right. Yay. <laughs> and now for some tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. So I'm wondering if John, speaking of John, knows about this. And I didn't actually know about it, but I just downloaded it because I have some of these products. So we're going to be talking about sound source. And sadly, peeps listening, this is a Mac-centric only mini app. So here's a little bit of a description uh, around this. Sound Source 3 is essentially that stop option click menu supercharged. So meaning the uh, menu for your audio that you can sometimes see in your menu bar right at the top of a Mac. From the menu bar, you can easily adjust volumes, set pass-through devices, adjust left and right volume independently, and more. And you do a lot of audio, if you do a lot of audio recording, 
or engineering it on your Mac, SoundSource has long been a necessary tool. This newest version cleans up the look of it. You can check out SoundSource for a free trial run, or if you already own any of the developer Rogue Amoeba's other software like Airfoil or Piezo, you can get a free copy of the app. So it's actually super cool, guys. It's it's a little, just like a little menu thingamajigger up there. And usually... Whenever you are recording, you often need to see what's being picked up or if your mic is being picked up or if your mic is the one that's been, you know, selected. And instead of having to go all deep inside finding all the audio inside of your settings menu and things like that, you can do it via sound uh, source. And it's actually really great to have it there. I dig it. I got it for free because I own two of their products. I own Piezo and I own Audio Hijack. And it was super easy to go and download this for free. The app itself is 10 bucks, So it's kind of uh, cool for $10. And if you want to just give it a shot, go check it out. Um, and I'll have links in this show notes, both for the Life Hacker article that I have here and also the Rogue Amoeba uh, blog post that they put out. So they have like a little bit more of an explanation of what this is. And it's actually very cool. It's yeah, You have to really double check when you do, if you're on Skype and you're recording in, let's say you're recording in audacity and yes. you sound like you're on your mic in Skype because you have the right mic picked, but on audacity, you could have the onboard computer mic picked. So you'll sound great in Skype horrible in the recording, mm-hmm. which you really do want to reverse that. So yeah, that is a good thing to have. Yep. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. And also and I agree with um with John there. There's been a couple times and I'm not sure why this is happening or if there's something that it's maybe the way that I set up or whatever, but there's been quite a few times now consistently where I record um, for the feed, I record my voice in Amadeus Pro. That's sort of how I do the majority of my recordings. And for some reason it's not automatically picking up my mic anymore. And I'm like it makes me angry when I when I just take it for granted and I look and I'm like, oh, well, that's going to have to be done over. <laughs> I did not pick the right <laughs> mic. So it sucks. Whoopsie doopsie. Um, all right. So we are moving on. We are moving on. Here we go with Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Dude, this one's all you. I didn't have one. Oh, yes. I do have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes right into my pet peeves. Oh, great. Fantastic. Okay. So I don't know if I'm the only person that has lately a bit of a back of the mind obsession with Richard Simmons because like people are saying he disappeared and then it was speculated that he had been kidnapped by his own staff and was being held hostage in his house by the maid and the butler. Oh. Um, yeah. I've also and seen so, that, that he, he um, uh, became a woman. I've seen that story no. too. What? Yeah. Really? I don't have a link, but I did read that. Yeah, I heard you the did? same story. Yes. I hear he's transitioning into a woman. But we'll see. Yeah, we don't know. Tabloids wrote he was going through a male-to-female transition or that he was being held hostage by his housekeeper, all of which he's denied in statements online. Then back in June, he was hospitalized after exhibiting bizarre behavior. And then he said he was just dehydrated. Now, and this is now as in November, he's closed his exercise studio called Slimmons, which he opened in 1974 after 42 years and thousands of classes. It will no longer be a place where people can have fun and lose weight. Anyway, it's all been very mysterious. Nobody knows really what happened to him. He was just like, he was the most like flamboyant and bubbly of celebrities. And then he just kind of like literally disappeared. So the Weird Wild Show of the Week is called Missing Richard Simmons. That's crazy that a whole podcast is around that. But anyway, continue. Yeah, so here is the description of the podcast. On February 15th, 2014, fitness guru Richard Simmons disappeared. He stopped teaching his regular exercise class at Slimmons, cut off his closest friends, and removed himself from the public eye after decades as one of the most accessible celebrities in the world. Nobody has heard from him, and no one knows why he left. 
Filmmaker Dan Tabersky was a Slimmons regular and a friend of Richard's. Missing Richard Simmons is Dan's research for Richard, and the deeper he digs, the stranger it gets. Do you have leads, theories, or Richard stories? We want to hear them, and we might use them on the show. Leave Dan a voicemail at 402-93-SWEAT. <laughs> wow. Anyway, sorry. Nope. Okay. So that's weird, right? That's yeah. a great – it's a cool idea for a show. Yes. There's been a um, a coming soon, a preview, and then episode one um, actually came out today. Where's Richard? That's amazing. It's going to be a good one. I know. It's going to be so interesting. But I mean, I don't know if I, you know, because you know me, I have a hard time listening. But the idea of it is brilliant. It's such a weird thing that's happening with him. Yeah. Do you want to hear a little bit of the first episode? Okay. Sure. Sure. So if you like, I'll read you the little poem I wrote because oh, it kind yeah, of sums please. him up. Okay. Just sums Is him this up. What you, did you write this? Just I wrote it? it. No, I wrote it for his 50th birthday. And I stood on the stairs and read this to him. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Am I still able to enthrall the people whom I daily call? And is my butt still cute and small? So now I guess you like a little tight ass, huh? <laughs> your body is so finely oiled and all your muscles keenly coiled. There is no way you will be foiled or any of your brilliance spoiled. I'm not trying to just blow smoke. He saved a lot of people's lives. Oh, mirror, mirror, tell me true. Do not give a distorted view of what I am able still to do. It didn't make any sense. It was like someone that was so consistent for so long, all of a sudden just just stopped showing up. It's just like... Above most men, you'll always tower with life force pulsing strong each hour. Who called the police? Uh, It is a long story. Of exercise, you'll never sour. Something has to be really wrong if you all of a sudden just stop showing up. You're like a five-year-old with power. Do you think I should try to find Richard? I wish you could. Just, I wish you could. I'm going to try. Dude, that's crazy. Cool, huh? I know, that's really cool. I know, that's kind of freaky. And yeah, what a story, Jude. So anyway, that was... A crazy story, crazy podcast. I'm excited for it. But that's going to bring me into my first pet peeve, Okay, do it, do it. Jessica's pet peeve. Thank you. Um, so the reason I heard about this podcast is because I was listening to Nick Qua, uh, reading Nick Qua's Hot Pod. And he didn't just talk about the show. He also talked about who's behind it. And this is where my head just started spinning out of control. The podcast, has, it's, here, I'll just read it to you because maybe you can make some sense out of it because I could not. The podcast has a fair bit of firepower behind it. First Look Media is leading the project with Adam Pincus, the EVP of programming, and Lytle Moland, who recently left WNYC to head up First Look's efforts. The company contracted Pineapple Media, Pineapple Street Media, to produce it and then partnered with Midroll for sales and distribution. Part of Midroll's play here involves positioning Stitcher, which is acquired last summer, as an exclusive launch partner, which basically means subscribers to Stitcher Premium receive new episodes one week in advance. Did we not know that Stitcher had premium? Doesn't Midroll have its own premium subscription service? Yes, it does. Missing Richard Simmons is First Look Media's latest in what's now a substantial push into podcasting. Its portfolio now includes something called The Intercept, Politically Reactive, and Mave in America. However, it's the only show where is that's not handled by Panoply. Why? I guess because it's by Pineapple Street. My point is, it's all getting ridiculous. I can't keep up with which companies are producing, which companies are hosting, which companies are selling networks. I mean, if you're selling ads, why do you have to start like Midroll starting producing their own original content? And I think it's stupid. Why don't you just stick to what you do? I don't know if their content's any good. I shouldn't even say that. I don't even know if it's good because you know me. I'm not going to listen. But it's making everything confusing. Like this show's done by this person. This show's done by this. And I mean, who cares, right? Who really cares who does the show? Like if it's good content. But 
I know who Pineapple Street Media is. I know who Panoply is. You know, I know their networks that have original content, but it's starting to become just confusing with the Stitcher launch and like they're now going to have like. I don't know. Does it make sense to you? No, Does this annoy I'm, you at all? It is, is it just no, me? No, it's very annoying. And I think that the problem with this is that there is no straight up like this is what we do and this is what we don't do. It's all messed together because you're right. Some of these um, podcasts are part of the network but are not hosted by the company. They're hosted somewhere else. And the ads are sold by another company that is not the one company. And I'll... And then there's the other ones that are developing content that is purely for behind the paywall, you know, whatever the paywall might be, like Stitcher Premium or Howl Network or something like that. And then those are part of that network. And that's where the only place that you can listen to them. But then that they are being produced by another company. And I'm losing. I don't know. I don't even know. And then you don't know who's and then they and then there are some of these companies that only are working with you to sell ads. So they have nothing Why? to do with you for anything else. Right. So you're not part of your net their network. You're not part of the premium offerings. They're just working with you for ad sales. They don't Why host your would I care about like, having it a week in advance enough to pay a whole separate company to be part of the launch? I don't know. It's five dollars a month. Like that seems like a lot just to hear it early well, big deal i know we'll see this is where yeah and and i think i'm not gonna really kind of go into this but that's that is truly one of the reasons why i'm you know pitching uh, a specific type of panel for a uh, podcast movement because a lot of these companies and a, a lot of these companies that are making this money th- th- these monies or that are trying to monetize <laughs> the podcasting industry in some way are almost solely focused on the producer and the business side of things. No one is actually addressing the listener side of things. Meaning I don't want to pay for another subscription. I don't know about you, but like I don't, I, I get enough free content in my ears at this point in time that I don't want to pay for anything really like i'm breaking up with audible because not because of that i don't like it i actually think their products are amazing and i think it it's a, it's a it's you know it's actually what got me into audiobooks and i will 100% support audible in any shape or form that i can because they do have top notch stuff but i don't need it anymore because i'm using a different app it's called overdrive and it's basically run by the library system and i can get i would say 90% of the books that are on on audible for free and a lot of these books um i don't want to own there's a lot of these books that are just simply for fun for me to listen to particularly if i want to binge on a specific author i would like to binge on their on their books, but they're not life-changing. Like it's not something I'm going to go re-listen to that one book. And if I want right. to own the book, then I will go to Audible and I will buy it. But what I'm saying is I can now save $15 a month by not paying for Audible books because I can get just as many books for free from my Overdrive um, It's just app. dumb. But just to get it in advance is like, why? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you it's have to be... still not streaming. If I could binge it all at one shot like Netflix, that right. you pay for. right. But even then, if though, you can, Jess, you want to give me the whole series? I'll pay five bucks for that. Let me have it. Let me have all of Richard right now. I want to know where the F he is right now. Right to have the entire series all t- at once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to tell me right now, I'll wait like every other putz. Fine. Yeah, and then you can listen to it because and see, this is what I think is genius about something like that. Is like this. So they start. You're talking about Richard right now. I know Jess. Jess will probably forget about Richard Simmons in the next couple weeks. But then she will remember about Richard Simmons in about three or four weeks. Then at that time, she can go back to the podcast and she can binge (laughs) because there will be more episodes released. So it's it's, right. I've got things to do other than this show. I'm cool. And so then 
I don't know. And that, I think that that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like from the listener perspective, there's just simply just there's so many things we're paying for that are media related that we're already like, why do I need to pay another subscription? And I understand, I completely understand that people have to make money and that they have to get these businesses off the ground. But the truth is that we are going to make the decision of possibly maybe subscribing to, I don't know, three things at any given time that we really fully commit to. And we really will only make choices based upon that. Now, that said, there's also the conversation of the type of people they're trying to reach. And I know with the Richard Simmons thing, it's not particularly, I think it's more how uh, enter, entertainment value. It's like, uh, I can't say, I don't know if superfluous is the right word, but it's like information that will keep, that is more on keep the entertaining side, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. going to change yeah. your world. Like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. anything that is, um, I think podcasting is losing a lot from, there are some of these shows that really do have the possibility to change people's lives. And if that's the case, putting them behind a paywall, I think is doing a disservice, particularly if they're serving communities that don't have the money to be doing that. You know, underserved communities out there who don't, who barely have money to do, like, I don't know, just plain have regular stuff on in their house, like things like gas and electric. Why would they want to be paying $15, $5, $10 a month to get a podcast? Right. Especially if it's meant to be an empowering, informational conversational community building type thing. It's a disservice to start create paywalls and premiums around that. Anyway, that's like what I'm saying. But but yeah, I'm I'm just as confused as you are. Yeah, it's annoying. I don't understand. And also I think it's funny that on their website if you go to the bottom it says First Look Media, Pineapple Street Media, Stitcher for brand sponsorship contact mid-roll. It's like, "Okay. <laughs> Thanks." Again. Yeah, then it's like, "Oh, uh, uh, what?" Yeah, you, I'd be super confused. If I were reaching out to them, too, I'd be like, uh, who do I talk to about yeah. this? Yeah. So. Lastly. Yes. My pet peeve is Florida winter weather. Okay. I'm very annoyed at this trip for the packing reasons. You know how I am about packing. I'm very anal retentive about how I pack and my whole like color schemes and my whatever. Yes. And I'm having a hard time because it's 80 degrees during the day and 60 degrees or 50 degrees at night. And then also they're like, but don't forget the hotels are chilly. Well, not for me because I never get chilly. So, but meanwhile, I don't know what the hell. To, am I going to be too hot in jeans? If I wear capris, am I going to, my feet going to be cold? Mm. Am I like, it's, it's a constant. Why can't you just have normal weather? Why do you have to? And then why do you overcompensate for people in hotels? Like, why is that to be so complicated? In California, doesn't matter when you go, you know what to pack. It's always the same. It's like sort of jeans and sort of long. You can kind of get away with a lot. Um, what are you packing? Well, do you know, like I'm uh, constantly cold, dude. And the, and here's the thing: I am packing yeah, for cold. I'm packing for air conditioning. So at first, I thought like even the outfit that I that I wanted, like the dresses and things. I'm like, I need to have like a sweater or a turtleneck, like, and yeah, then rap, have something underneath. No, dude, I'm a turtle. Like, I wore a turtleneck yesterday, and it was like 60 degrees. I have to wear layers. So regardless, I'm gonna have. I'm going to have layers. So I will probably have a tank top, a long sleeve t-shirt, a sweater, and a sweatshirt on me every time. But that's all the things. It's all the things. And then that way I can just unlayer and layer accordingly. If I'm going to be out, then I will have, um, I will probably wear pants. I don't think I'm going to be wearing any kind of shorts or anything like that. And you understand that I'm fluffy, and if I layer like that, I end up looking like uh, the little brother from a Christmas story. Well, you could ju- you just need a sweater. <laughs> you just need a sweater. You, I think I you just need a sweater. And the thing is, I like to wear little bits and pieces of warm things, which I don't think that you're going to want to do. But I like this. I have leg warmers or something I wear all the time. So that way, instead of socks, I just have my leg warmers. And if my feet get cold, yeah. I just pull them down. And so then only my toes are sticking out, kind of. Yeah, that's a that's a good look for me. I think I'll do that, too. And I, I like that. Just kidding. <laughs> 
And I do the same thing with my hands. I have hand warmers. So I have my hand warmers and my hands get cold. Only my fingers are sticking out, but I'm, but like, I feel like I have to have my wrists and my hands covered most of the time. And then if I don't want to, you know, if I get too warm, I either take them off or just take the fingers out and then shove them up my wrist and so that they're a little bit higher up. So, yeah. I don't even know what you're saying anymore. I know. Here's an idea. <laughs> Here's an idea. How about one day we're in Florida? Yeah. I dress like you oh, and God. you dress like me. No, because I'll be freezing. You can wear, uh, yeah, I you will be freezing. Because freeze then I will not, I'll be like off. hugging myself and like feeling like, yeah, no. I need layers. You're right. Layers are too much. Like, I need layers. I mean, I'm cool with like a short sleeve and a sweater over top if I get chilly or blazers, maybe blazers. I haven't worn blazers before. Maybe I'll try and incorporate some blazers. I just feel like I have to pack so many. I just don't like to pack so many things. I get it. And I'm going to be there for so long. And I just feel like I'm going to pack all the things. I don't want to pack all the things, flip flops and heels and sneakers and slippers and I know, it's so socks I get and boots and not boots. Ah, listen to me with my white girl problems. Boo, I'm going to Orlando for a week. I think I'm just going to okay, stick just, to my boots. That's all. And I know people like my mom's like, boots it's gonna be so hot i'm like you don't mom no no it's not gonna be hot for me because i was thinking of wearing like um uh i have this kind of like a mini dress it's not really a mini dress but it is kind of a mini dress and so there's a lot of leg and i was like well i can wear i have these like these specific type shoes i could wear but then i know that my legs and feet are gonna get cold and i have the whole raynaud's disease thing do you know about my raynaud's where it like changed. What? Like, you have Raynaud's? Yeah. And so then like if if the temperature changes. Isn't it Renaud? I don't even know how you say it. I say Raynaud's. R-E-N-A-U-D. Renaud, Raynaud's, Renaud, whatever, however you say it. I do not I think know. he's French. It's Renaud. Well, because I was Renaud. like, what are Raynaud's? Right. Well, that's how okay, I thought. Renaud. 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 Yeah. Whatever it's called, dude, you know what I'm talking about. What is so it? So my hands get and my feet get incredibly like they lose circulation. So you can see my hands have no blood flow, especially my fingers and then oh that's right yes i did know about okay so then if i do that and i'm out in there and there's a a shift meaning the air conditioning if i go into a room it's a little bit too cold uh, or something like that my that you you can see it like it's not like you can't so i'm wearing my legs are sticking out and you look at my toes and you're gonna go what is the matter with you elsie my toes will be half of them that's white yeah <laughs> or two toes that's white, and then it's like, and then then does I, it hurt or it does it feels, just look funny? It feels like I'm lost blood flow. You know, my hands oh. do the same thing. Like I'm like, and so yeah. I sit there and I'm like, oh, and then when the you know when the blood comes back, then it's a little painful because you know it's breaking through. So I haven't broken through that for myself in terms of taking care of it, and so that's why I have to stay regulated. That's why I stay in a specific regulated temperature because it happens to me. Regardless of the season, it could be 90 degrees at night and I'm be inside and then I go inside of, of a grocery store and the air conditioning hits me and I'm done. So anyway. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I hope, I'm glad it doesn't hurt though. Hopefully you guys, I think we're all finished here. Hopefully. I you think guys, we're done. I'm done fetching about the weather. Yeah. I just, I just no, wish, you know, when you're going cold, you know what to pack. When you're going hot, you know what to pack. And in this case, I'm just feel confused. Well, we're going to have to take pictures of all of our clothing. <laughs> yeah, we will. But um, you guys, Pod Fusion. So we'll be gone next week. You'll have a special episode that's going to be coming in with you guys, and then special. you get a special one. Hopefully, you guys, special you'll enjoy episode. it. Um, and then so. we will be back uh, in real time, basically reporting as we do the week after that. So we'll be gone for a couple weeks. But um, looking forward to hearing from you guys. If you have any feedback, please email feedback at shepodcast.com. You can follow us in social media almost everywhere if you look for She Podcast and you will find us. Um, what else, Jess? That's about it, right? Come join our group. That's it. Bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all, folks. Bleep, 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 bleep. And um, yeah, we love you so much, guys. And we love we- you. Oh. Love you. Next. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Right, 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 right.